The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Today's world news, what it means, where it's taking us. I bring you the one and only possible message of world peace. This is a message of hope, tremendous hope. And he said unto me, you must prophesy again. The Trumpet Daily Program begins right now. Yes, we have to do more to defend Ukraine. Yes, we have to do more also on tanks. But the most important and the crucial part is that we do it together and that we do not do the blame game in Europe because we are fighting a war against Russia and not against each other. There's your German foreign minister uh, saying that we're fighting a war. We, NATO, NATO nations, including the United States, were fighting a war against Russia. Seems like a pretty big deal. A lot of commentators on this side of the pond, however, are ho-hum over these kinds of statements. And of course, all of the news now with tanks being sent into Ukraine from all over Europe and now, too, from the United States. All that and more to get to on today's show. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is the Trumpet Daily. We certainly appreciate you joining our growing audience. As most of you know, you can get to this live stream through our website, thetrumpet.com. Just go to thetrumpet.com forward slash live, and you can watch every weekday morning at 11 a.m. here in the central time zone of the United States. The 800 number, if you request any of the literature we refer to on the show, the Trumpet Magazine, by the way, I've got a couple of quotes about Germany and Russia and their history of uh, secret pacts and uh, the different interests at play with just about everything that the United States is involved in. That's uh, covered extensively at the Trumpet Magazine. You can subscribe to that. There's no cost, no obligation. It's one 930 Just call our operators today and request the Trumpet Magazine, and we'll send you 10 issues of the Trumpet every year. And of course, to get to so much of that material online, as I say, just go to our website, the Trumpet. Dot com. So you look at some of the headlines coming out of Europe, you look at some of the headlines that Drudge linked to yesterday and today, I mean, some pretty shocking headlines that almost look like a, a trumpet headline or maybe a, even a plain truth headline. I mean, we know that in the end, Bible prophecy, or maybe I should say at the start of the Great Tribulation, you have massive conflict between the United States and a German-led Europe. So this show of unity among NATO nations, it's not going to hold. It's not going to hold. And of course, Russia and China, they factor into the Great Tribulation later on in the conflict. But we'll, uh, we'll leave that to you to do some additional study. But just looking at Drudge or looking at some of the headlines, this is from the Daily Mail, this extremely dangerous decision, that is, to send tanks into Ukraine. This is a, a decision, by the way, that U.S. leaders, German leaders said would never happen. We don't want to escalate it. I mean, what's next? F-16s? Donald Trump said first tanks, then nukes. I'll come to his statement from earlier today in just a moment. This extremely dangerous decision takes the conflict to a new level. Furious Russia vows Western vehicles will burn 
as Germany confirms it will give tanks to Ukraine, prompting Putin's TV puppets to call for a nuke strike on Berlin. Just everyday news. A nuke strike against Berlin? This is from the Daily Beast. It says the Russian embassy in Berlin was among the first out of the gate after the news broke, off offering a bizarre, if not deranged, take. And then they quote the statement. This is from the Russian embassy in Berlin. Berlin's decision signifies the unequivocal refusal of the Federal Republic of Germany to recognize historical responsibility to our people for the terrible, timeless crimes of Nazism. And so you have all of this name-calling, these references now back to World War II, the World War II era. One last one here from The Sun over in the UK. Again, most of these come from Europe, but at least there's a few over here linking to these stories. It says Putin's allies call for Berlin to be nuked after Germany's game-changing decision to send Leopard 2 tanks to Ukraine. This is something that, as we covered at The Trumpet, thetrumpet.com, Germany had resisted. And in so many ways, they were pressured. Uh, they were pressured, among others, by the United States, but, but even in Europe. Nations like Poland, the UK, they were saying, look, we've got to send stronger. This is proof, by the way, that uh, Russia was winning. You heard all of this commentary in recent months that, oh, yeah, Ukraine, they're really leading the charge. Russia's retreating. Russia's getting hammered. And then now they've got to send in these, these the 100 tanks, the, the Abrams tanks, 31 of them from the United States. I mean, these are the best tanks in the world. And then for Germany's part, the Leopard 2s, Germany did not want to do this. Germany has all kinds of under-the-table deals going on with Russia. We wrote about it back with the Nord Stream 2 project in 2018. They want to they bring down the United States, ultimately, and that's what's prophesied. So they were pressured. France, Poland, they were urging Germany. Of course, Ukraine was, Ukraine's been on the nonstop. Uh, lobbying list for we need more money we need more armaments we need more equipment just a couple weeks ago or less than a, a couple weeks the United Kingdom announced that it would send the their main tank to Ukraine and then Poland came out with an announcement recently saying that hey we may go forward and, and give them tanks even if Germany doesn't and Germany they held back waiting on the United States. They, they, they say, well, the U.S. isn't doing it, so we're not going to do it. So then it both, both came together this week, and you had the, announcements from, the announcement from Olaf Scholz. You had the announcement yesterday from the fake president, Joe Biden, and I'll get to that in just a second. But here's a, a quote from an article at the Trumpet uh, magazine, or thetrumpet.com, the, about the U-turn for Germany. It says, it feels like the hundredth such turn of events. When Russia assembled troops around Ukraine, Germany did nothing. After being pressured, it finally committed to sending 5,000 helmets. After more pressure, it sent additional aid. Schultz announced a major U-turn after the invasion, but it turned into a 360-degree U-turn or turnaround. And Germany continued, much the same as before. It says, more pressure caused Germany to send infantry fighting vehicles, but the help often came too little too late. And so Richard Palmer has talked about this at Trumpet Hour. 
about how that Germany comes out with uh, all of the right-sounding statements, but in the end, there's delays, and or the equipment's old, or they don't really follow through. And there's a lot of people saying this right now about Germany's commitment to send in the Leopard 2s. So here you have the United States going forward, thinking Germany's gung-ho behind it. We're all together. We're NATO, right? We're unified, are we? There, there are very different interests at play here for Germany, for the United States. I think you could say Ukraine as well, and Russia, of course. Everyone has their self-interest at play here. As I say, we'll come to the United States in, in just a second. Again, the trumpet says, we've been here before. Germany makes a big announcement, but nothing much happens, and the support comes late and then disappoints. Germany has long been Russia's business partner. You see, this is why Germany keeps dragging their feet, because they're looking at their financial interests as well, like the Nord Stream project. They've been business partners. Now, they're going to be enemies. Prophecy says they will be enemies during the Great Tribulation. But look at what they were doing even before they were enemies in World War II. The secret deals behind closed doors. It says, but if Russia kicks and screams and makes a lot of noise, maybe it will help convince the Poles. Uh, actually, this is a statement from Richard. Uh, he emailed us yesterday. Maybe it will help convince uh, the Poles the Germans have actually done something. So Russia is obviously angry at this point. But they, they definitely were winning. They are winning. Never mind what you're hearing from some of the mainstream media talking heads. A couple of articles I can refer you to that we've had in the trumpet recently over the last few years. Germany's secret deal with Russia exposed. I think that's from 2018. There's another one. Germany and Russia's secret war against America. See, they both want to bring down the United States. Ultimately, that's the aim here. That's from September 2018. As I say, if you haven't subscribed to the Trumpet Magazine, make sure that you call our operators today and request your free, it is free, a one-year subscription. That's 1-866-930-3024 over at The Hill. This is here in the United States. It says, in a significant shift, Joe Biden sending 31 Abrams tanks to Ukraine. It says here, the decision to provide the tanks marks a stunning reversal for the Biden administration, which had previously argued they would be of little benefit to Ukraine. So these people that used to be, I mean, they used to be anti-war in every respect. And now you've got Donald Trump calling for a de-escalation, Donald Trump warning about nuclear war, and you've got Joe Biden and all of the radical left-wing Democrats just pouring tens of billions of dollars into this effort. And now all of this, this, uh, this sophisticated military equipment, hardware, tanks. And who's going to operate these machines? You know what's coming next. They're saying now, well, we're just going to make sure they get the right training. But how many boots on the ground are going to be there before we know it? Just to operate this equipment. I mean, this is war, uh, certainly a proxy war, with Russia. With Russia, that I think Russia has more nukes than the United States. They're both nuclear-powered nations, and so many of these nations in Europe. Same thing. I mean, the stakes here. This is uh, the fake president yesterday announcing his, uh, his plan to send these Abrams tanks over to Ukraine. Clip 5. 
Today, I'm announcing that the United States will be sending 31 Abram tanks to Ukraine, the equivalent of one Ukrainian battalion. Secretary Austin has recommended this step because it will enhance the Ukraine's capacity to defend its territory and achieve its strategic objectives. The Abrams tanks are the most capable tanks in the world. <clears throat> They're also extremely complex to operate and maintain. So we're also giving Ukraine the parts and equipment necessary to effectively sustain these tanks on the battlefield. And we begin, we'll begin to train the Ukrainian troops on these issues of sustainment, logistics, and maintenance as soon as possible. Delivering these tanks to the field is going to take time. Time uh, that we'll see uh, we'll use to make sure the Ukrainians are fully prepared to integrate the Abram tanks into their defenses. We're also closely coordinated this announcement with our allies. At least Secretary Austin in the back there showed up without his uh, his Darth COVID mask. Who can forget the massive mask that he donned coming off the plane? I forget where it was. There it is. Huge. Look at the size of this thing. I think it comes with an attachable windshield wiper just in case it's uh, a little rainy outside that is enormous what a sign he's the he heads up the pentagon is that right this is this is the leadership the leadership in manassa today and we'll get more to COVID here in just a second and all the the bombshell revelations from project veritas last night and and nobody wants to cover it but people are are watching it I think it's up to like 17.6 million views. It hasn't even been up for, for one day, 24 hours. A little 10-minute video exposing Pfizer and the FDA and all of these corrupt, corrupt officials that are just lining their pockets with cash and hurting the American people. This, this Pfizer exec said as much. He used the word hurt. Everyone, everyone benefits in our little world, but, but not the American people. Here's Donald Trump, his statement from earlier today on the madness that we see in the world. First come the tanks, then come the nukes. Get this crazy war ended now. So easy to do. No wars during the Trump years. Four years. Four years. And look at what's happened in two years with Biden. You had the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan where we left $90 billion worth of military equipment to the Taliban, equipment that Russia is now buying from the Taliban. So you've got Russia helping itself to American military hardware in Afghanistan, and you've got America sending military hardware Abrams tanks to Ukraine. American weapons going against American weapons. There's a verse, Leviticus 26 and verse 20, which says that Israel's strength would be spent in vain. That's what we're seeing here, for sure. The, the verse right before that in Leviticus 26 talks about God breaking the pride of our power. Here we just waltz in. We, well, we've got to send them equipment. We're in there for the long haul, says Biden. And the one voice of, of at least let's hit the pause button and consider where this could lead. That would come from Donald Trump. I'm not saying the situation between Russia and Ukraine is, is not serious. It is. It is. But to just <laughs> go headfirst diving into this, why? Well, we'll look into that here in just a second as well. Again, as I say, the interests on all sides, it's very, very different. Donald Trump coming out and saying, look, first tanks, then nukes. What's next? 
Listen to this, by the way, this reaction to Facebook reinstating Donald Trump yesterday. This is from MSNBC, and I, I believe the, the woman speaking, uh, she works for the New York Times. This is their reaction to the possibility of Trump, Donald Trump, going back on Facebook. Facebook! This is clip three. You don't want to, uh, whether you're a company or an institution, you don't want to hand over the keys um, to democracy to have someone destroy that democracy. So do you want to be that institution that uh, really helps take down the country? Helps take down the country? You've got Joe Obama's people itching for a world war, itching for World War III, and this is what they're talking about this morning. Donald Trump being reinstated to Facebook and this bringing down the country. The country. An upside down world. Why? Why are the Joe Obama people so interested in, in propping up Zelensky and the oligarchs in Ukraine? This is from Sundance, his take. It says the Biden administration is pushing the U.S. into war against Russia to protect Washington, D.C.'s political and financial interests in Ukraine. None of this is a surprise as both Republican and Democrat politicians in D.C. continue to use Ukraine as a money laundering operation for key U.S. stakeholders. I mean, this coincides, this take here, and he's thought this way for a number of months, but this coincides with the news that broke the other day on Zelensky. He's firing all these people in his government because they're being caught with their hand in the cookie jar, helping themselves to hundreds of thousands of dollars or vehicles that were supposed to help with uh, aiding people who needed help desperately. It says here, today Joe Biden announced he's sending the tanks. Well, skipping on, it says, this is getting out of hand mostly because Russians, the Russians are defeating Ukraine in the war. Without the U.S. operators and material involved, Ukraine cannot win. However, the Biden administration view, uh, the Biden administration view Ukraine as a U.S. proxy in Europe, and as such, all the corrupt D.C. systems are in alignment to continue escalating the conflict. And, and so the Uniparty, they're all in agreement. We're in this for the long haul. Doesn't matter how much it costs. I mean, you've heard, we've played the clips on this show before. People like Mitch McConnell talking as if the Ukraine crisis is the most, the, the most important concern for ordinary Americans. And of course it's not. They won't send 31 Abrams tanks to the southern border to protect the United States from being invaded. But they're very concerned about eastern Ukraine and the integrity of that border. And they're even talking as if, I forget the spokesman, Kirby, I think, yesterday talking about how that we've got to go in and get Crimea back. You know, the, the, the section down at the south, I think it was 2014, that Obama just stood by and said, help yourself. Now it's, I mean, they're talking about tanks. When will it be nukes? And then we've got to get rid of Putin. We've got to go back into Crimea. These are the radical Democrats. What does Bernie Sanders think of all this? Or AOC? You, you think about some of the wars during the George Bush years and the people that would lie down and protest or break into committee hearings and, and protest against George Bush, who was Hitler, and of course Cheney was trying to get all the oil from the Middle East. Where are those people? We're here on the brink of what could be a world war. 
And they're worried about Donald Trump going on Facebook? Are, is this serious? Here's the upside down world for you. This is from CNN. Vladimir Zelensky has fired a slew of senior Ukrainian officials amid a growing corruption scandal linked to the procurement of wartime supplies. So you know about the supplies and the billions of dollars going into the, the nation of Ukraine, and he's firing a slew of senior, senior members of the government because they're helping themselves to all of the Western aid that's just pouring into the nation. It's so serious, the war. It's a serious war. And again, I don't want to minimize the significance of the conflict in and of itself. But when you zoom out and consider the corruption on a broad scale, it's everywhere, isn't it? Everyone's serving their own self-interest. Every man for himself. I mean, in the world sense, it's Judges 21, verse 25. Everyone just doing what seems right in their own eyes. Germany going along, well, no, we don't want to do it. Well, I guess if we have to, we'll, we'll put on a show. We'll uh, tell them we'll send this. It remains to be seen if we'll even follow through with that. But let's just say the right things. CNN says during his, his nightly address on Monday evening, Zelensky announced he was banning government officials from traveling abroad on anything but official business and said he would be making personnel changes in the coming days. It mentions one guy that helped himself to $400,000. Yeah, it's a, it's a war. It's a war over there. And Ukraine's getting beat. And the oligarchs, the oligarchs are lining their pockets. And you know who else is benefiting from it? It's the American oligarchs over here as well. And it's not just Ukraine, as we've covered on this show. It's China. It's even Russia. It's Iran. Everywhere. It says here, the full extent of Zelensky's shakeup began to emerge on Tuesday. Zelensky's deputy chief of staff, a guy with a, a long name, announced his resignation on his Telegram account on Tuesday morning after Ukrainian media reported he was using a vehicle meant for humanitarian purposes. A statement posted on the Defense Ministry's website said that Shapovalov, who was responsible for the logistics of the armed forces of Ukraine, had submitted his resignation after a campaign of accusations, which the ministry said was unfounded and baseless. But he has to leave. He has to resign in disgrace. All these charges of corruption flying around. And, and then listen to this. This is from, this is from CNN. According to a 2021 report by Transparency International, Ukraine, Ukraine is the second most corrupt country in Europe after Russia. Ukraine and Russia, corruption through and through. And for sure, Vladimir Putin is a tyrant, a dictator, a ruthless dictator at that. The corruption just runs through and through. Does this, does this world need new government? Does it need the return of Jesus Christ? How do you solve these problems otherwise? God has started. That's the beauty of this purpose, this plan that's being worked out here below. He's, he's already started constructing this new world through his church. And at the return of Jesus Christ, the church is to marry the Son of God and God's kingdom will be established on this earth, headquartered in Jerusalem. 
And you can read verses like at the end of Revelation 11 that, or Zechariah 14 that talk about God, his family, the kingdom of God, ruling the nations, plural, the nations of this earth. Jesus said to cry out for the kingdom to come, thy kingdom come. That's something that we ought to be able to say or follow through on all the more fervently every day as we watch world events, as we see all of this play out. Fox News on the same story says that Deputy Prosecutor General Sinomenko has also been removed from office after facing criticism for a vacation to Spain that he took as the country continues to grapple with Russia's deadly invasion. But you can't make this up. It's like Zelensky's wife going on the shopping spree in Paris. What, what is going on? He's off vacationing in Spain, and we just keep sending money. I mean, you can, Rand Paul says, look, at the very least, we need an auditor. We need some kind of committee oversight to see how this money's being used. And then there's these mass firings this week, even as we commit to 31 Abrams tanks. You think maybe that Joe Obama would send someone over there to say, hey, we want to kind of investigate what's going on here. Well, the guy that was actually going to look into some of the corruption, at least that which involved the Hunter Biden family, you know, the Biden crime family, Joe Biden got him fired in 2016 because, uh, well, there was a quid pro quo. He, he Basically, it was bribery. You don't get the money unless you fire this guy that's investigating Burisma. And then Biden, for his part, he brags about that two, two years later. And the media, well, it's like with the headlines uh, coming out from Ukraine and Europe right now. Ho-hum. No big deal. It was just a billion dollars. And it got rid of this prosecutor that was kind of wanting to investigate the lawlessness and the corruption. It's bitter affliction in the case of the United States. Bitter affliction. Again, Levitic Leviticus 26 and verse 20. And your strength shall be spent in vain. Here we're supplying the Russians through Afghanistan and that disastrous withdrawal. And now we're supplying the, the people in Ukraine. Listen to this from Byron York. This is the Washington Examiner. It says, author Seth Jones writes that the U.S. defense industrial base is not adequately prepared for the competitive security environment that now exists. We're, we're emptying out our storehouse of military equipment by abandoning Afghanistan a year and a half ago, just a year and a half ago, almost $100 billion of equipment. And you got the rundown, thousands of this and machine guns and, and trucks and whatever else needed. And just turn and walk away from that. And then now we just empty out the storehouse to uh, fight against Russia, I guess. We're at war with Russia, so says the German foreign minister. It says here, citing analysis of stockpiles and use, usage rates, plus several CSIS war games, Jones writes that supplies are so low that the United States would likely run out of some munitions, such as long-range precision-guided munition, in less than one week in a Taiwan Strait conflict. You think China's keeping a close eye on what the United States and, and Europe are engaged in at the moment? You think they're watching? 
You know, the fact that we're emptying out our storehouse of military hardware, you can't just make those machines, those tanks, those planes, you know, in five days. This is a long process to rebuild a depleted arsenal. That's what he's getting at here. This is Byron York. He's a, a mainstream conservative writer. It says here, weapon systems like take a long time to develop. Weapons are stockpiled and supplies. Uh, weapons are stockpiled and supplies not renewed. Then all of a sudden, they're needed, and there's no quick way to replace them. It quotes this guy who authored the study. The history of industrial mobilization suggests that it will take years for the defense industrial base to produce and deliver sufficient quantities of critical weapon systems and munitions and recapitalize stocks that have been used up. Now, I'm sure the military-industrial complex is all giddy with delight at the moment because they see, uh, they say, they see years and years of production and uh, money-making schemes. I mean, you, America's arming the world in many ways. And so here's the military-industrial complex. They're going to start revving up production, I'm sure. But the, the guy's point here is that, look, what if you don't have eight or nine or ten years to prepare for something? What if you need it right now? What if there's a crisis? Well, there's one in Ukraine at the moment. What if there's another one in Taiwan? What happens then? What will the United States be able to do or not do? You need to take a long-term view of this and a short-term one as well. And added to that, what about Germany? Germany's emptying its supplies, too. You think the, the German production machine, you think that, that's going to kick into gear like it did in the lead-up to World War II and during World War II? These are terrifying times if you didn't know the truth of God. Paul said in 2 Timothy 3, in the last days, perilous, perilous times would come to keep, to keep up with these dizzying events, the dizzying pace of these events. Make sure that you subscribe to our Trumpet magazine coming out to you every month, coming right into your mailbox. There's no cost, no obligation. Just call our operators, 1-866-930-3024. When we come back, we'll tackle the Project Veritas story. We're running a little bit behind today, so we'll have to hustle. You're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. We'll be right back. The Trumpet Daily. Herbert W. Armstrong long forecast the arrival of a military superpower in Europe. In a world where European nations can't rely on the United States. One in which they fear Russia and face the constant threat of radical terror. Their only hope of survival is to band together. This is what we see happening. And what we see happening was prophesied in your Bible. Request Germany and the Holy Roman Empire to learn about the history of Germany and the Holy Roman Empire and to understand where the events in Europe today are leading. 3,000 years ago, the prophet Daniel explained that at the time of the end, radical Islam would push against Europe. That time is now. We are witnessing the first manifestations of this Islamist push against Europe and it's leading to a spectacular clash between these two prophesied kings, the king of the north and the king of the south. 
What does the Bible say about the identity of these two kings? What about the end time? Will everyone be affected by these events? Request our two booklets, The King of the South and Germany and the Holy Roman Empire. To learn more, please visit thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet Daily. One of the things we're exploring is like, why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we can uh, we can preemptively develop new vaccines, right? So we have to do that. If we're going to do that, though, there's a risk of like, as you could imagine, no one wants to be having a pharma company mutating viruses. Yeah, that's a higher up, higher up exec of Pfizer talking about mutating the virus and, you know, how you've got to be a little bit careful with that because no one wants to uh, be having pharma mutating these these viruses. So this is the latest reveal from Project Veritas. They released the video last night and the executive, his name is Jordan Tristan, Jordan Tristan Walker. He's in the position of director for research and development. So he's pretty high up in the Pfizer chain. And he's talking there last night about, about mutating. The, this is like he works at the Wuhan lab or something. That's what they did in Wuhan. You, weaponizing it or mutating it so that you can then create another vaccine, another booster that takes care of the latest, greatest strain. This is gain-of-function research. And evidently, Pfizer's engaged in it. He tried to say it wasn't really that. But he also told the undercover uh, interviewer or journalist, whatever you want to call him, that, hey, this is something that we really need to keep on the down low. We need to keep this hush-hush. Listen to clip seven. Don't tell anyone what's going on. You got to publish your own title. You got to publish your own title. Okay, bro. So, um, the way it would work is, like, we put them in the virus in these monkeys. Okay. And then we successively, like, cause them to keep infecting each other. How we collect serial samples from them. That sounds like a, a pretty specific explanation of the gain of function operation going on at Pfizer, experimenting with the monkeys and so on. But it's, but it's all got to be hush-hush. This video, the latest, let me just scroll down. It's right now at 18.7 million views. It was at, uh, I believe, 17.7 or, or 8 just before the show started. People are going to this video. It's a shame. It's a shame that the talking heads in the media won't talk about it. Why wasn't it featured at, at Fox News all night last night? This is exposing Pfizer. And basically, later on, I'll play the clips. When he talks about the FDA and getting the approval for this and that, he's like, well, it's just like Twitter and the deep state. He says, all those guys end up working at Pfizer anyway. It's like back and forth. There's an open channel. It's like the FDA. That's the government. The government agency that's concerned about your health, right? Your well-being. This guy, he knows how it works on the inside. He knows that the FDA is essentially the PR firm for Pfizer and the big pharma companies. That's the truth of it. And that's exposed. It's, it's probably the biggest revelation that the, the Veritas guy has ever put out. Because of how impactful it's been over all the earth. You look at the figures on that documentary, Died Suddenly. Tens of millions of people viewing that, even though it's not talked about. 
You know, our very own Richard Palmer, he tweeted out this morning, he was in his news stack, the Daily Mail had the story, had the quotes from this guy quoted in the Veritas uh, piece, and then not long after it was posted, the story, Daily Mail, it disappears. They scrubbed it. Somebody got to the people at the Daily Mail and said, hey, that's a story we don't want on the mainstream media, not even the conservative media. Okay, if it's on an occasional blog or if people go and see it at Twitter. If, think about how this story would be covered up if Elon Musk didn't control Twitter at the moment. 18.7 million views in less than 24 hours. That's remarkable. That shows you that they're being exposed. And it also exposes the media, doesn't it? It exposes how treacherous they are how that they'll cover it up, even if it's endangering lives of billions of people. They still cover it up. Richard said the Daily Mail covered this with an article called Undercover Footage Reveals Pfizer is ex Exploring Manipulating COVID to Make It More Potent. And then Richard says about the story, now it's gone. What, ha what happened? What happened to the Daily Mail? Aren't they just out there to try to tell the truth? I had one of our researchers look into what kind of coverage it, it, it was getting. Not much. Not much. She found one at Town Hall. It says here, Pfizer, Pfizer is allegedly exploring ways to mutate COVID to get a head start on developing new vaccines. A director at the pharma company told an undercover Project Veritas journalist in a bombshell video released Wednesday, the guy that heads up that company, Project Veritas, his name escapes me at the moment, but uh, he came out with a tweet last night saying, look, I love my life. I don't have suicidal thoughts. You know what he's getting at there. He's a marked man. He's a marked man. He, he doesn't want what happened to Jeffrey Epstein to happen to him. Tucker Carlson had a pretty big bombshell revelation yesterday on that. The Jeffrey Epstein suicide, totally exposing Bill Barr, just open and shut case. You know, Bill Barr came out with the big, I'm outraged and angered by what, how did these security guards fall asleep? And what happened to the, the cameras that were fixed on Epstein's jail cell? And then not too long after that, yeah, we, we looked into it and it was suicide. So many questions, as Tucker brings out last night. And then added to that, so many rich and powerful people like Bill Gates who, who would prefer that Epstein not be around. He's dead now. He's dead. And so all the people that traveled with him down to that island on board the Lolita Express doing who knows what. I don't need to be too graphic here. The elites... Where there's no, just like with the Project Veritas story. Hey, hey you know, he hung himself. Uh, there's no footage. We've just got to take the corner. In this case, this one's word for it. The other one over here says, no, this looks like fishy bit. Never mind that. Never mind that. And then the story goes away. Bill Barr puts it into his memoir. He pats himself on the back and says, yeah, we looked into this and we're satisfied. The deep state. It goes deep, doesn't it? It just, I, I still, the 18, 18 million views 
in, in something like 17 or 18 hours, this is like, I mean, this would send Scarborough's ratings through the roof. But you can't cover it. You just can't talk about it. It's forbidden. Even for the Daily Mail, you can't discuss the story. You just can't. It says here, Walker acknowledges gain-of-function research is not supposed to be done, but he says Pfizer has ongoing research for these selected structure mutations to try to see if we can make them more potent. Who on earth would work to make a virus that's killing people more potent? Well, quite a few, actually. Quite a few. And they're not just in Wuhan. They're working for the NIH. They're working underneath Dr. Fauci, Dr. Collins. They're working at Pfizer. If, the, if it's more potent, then we can produce more drugs. And then we can make more money. And this higher up at Pfizer acknowledged that on video. That's right. Listen to clip eight. What, what's the goal for, for Pfizer of doing that? So probably what they want to do is like to try to figure out, to some extent, try to figure out like, you know, there's all these new strains of variants that just pop up. Why don't we try to like catch them before they pop up in nature and we can develop a vaccine prophylactically for like new variants. Yeah. So that's why they're thinking like if you do it control the lab, then you say, oh, this is an epitope. And so then if it comes out later on, like in the public, you already have a vaccine kind of working on it. Oh my God. That's perfect. Mm -hmm. Like, isn't that the, like the best business model though? Like, just control nature before nature even happens itself, right? Yeah, yeah. If it works. <laughs> what do you mean if it works? Because like some of the times like we're just mutations that pop up, right? And we're not prepared for it, like with Delta or Omicron, right? And things like that. So who knows? I mean, either way, it's gonna be a cash cow. COVID will probably be a cash cow for us for a while going forward. Like, yeah. I obviously like. <laughs> Wow, what a business model this is. COVID is going to be a cash cow going forward. This, this guy interviewing him says, uh, isn't, I mean, isn't this the perfect business model? He, he nods and smiles. Just make a more potent form of the virus, and then you're already working on the new vaccine, and then you roll out another billion shots of the new and improved vaccine that we made because we just we just want to save your life we just want to improve your health we just want to protect you town hall says walker also explains the mutual interests pharma companies and government officials have it's a revolving door he says noting that it's pretty good for the industry, but bad for everyone else in America. This revolving door between big pharma and big government, it's good for the industry. His company, the shareholders, the, the ones, the, the executives lining their pockets, but it's bad for who? It's bad for everyone else in America because there's no checks and balances. Like I said, FDA, it just works as the PR firm for Pfizer. Brought to you by Pfizer. Remember that little montage we had? All of these news organizations. No wonder the Daily Mail pulled the story. They probably got calls from Fi the Pfizer ad department and said, hey, you don't, if you don't remove that story, you're not going to be getting any ads from Big Pharma. And that's going to hurt the Daily Mail's bottom line, right? 
I'm just speculating. Maybe they took it down because they want to correct a few things they got wrong. But the, the, the story speaks for itself. The story now has probably 19 million views. It says, asked to clarify, Walker says, because if the regulators who review our drugs, you know, that once they stop being a regulator, they want to go to work for the company, they're not going to be as harsh on the company where they're getting their job. They're in bed together. Listen to him talk about this cozy relationship Big Pharma has with big government, clip nine. So all government officials? Wow. Yeah, for any industry though. So like, in the pharma industry, all the government uh, officials who like, you know, review our drugs, especially yeah. come work for pharma companies. Like the military, like all the like army and defense, like government officials eventually go work for the defense company afterwards. Yeah. How do you feel about that revolving door? Like, it's pretty good for the industry to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's bad for everyone else in America. Why is it bad for everybody else? Because if the regulators have to approve our drugs, you know, that once they stop being regulated, they want to come work for the company, then I'm going to be as hard for the gentleman seems to have absolutely no moral compass at all about what he's doing. The hubris and arrogance and immaturity. If this is the quality of individuals within Pfizer that are making these huge decisions that uh, risk global public health with such a casual disregard for the human toll, it's profoundly corrupt in terms of would it be feasible for Pfizer to circumvent international or national law, I think that is undeniable. And the gentleman in your investigative work has clearly indicated that Pfizer believes that it has successfully captured the regulatory apparatus of the United States government and presumably worldwide. That's Robert Malone there at the end commenting on this bombshell revelation. What do you think about this revolving door, you know, where you have these government officials just coming right in to work at Pfizer? It's pretty good for the industry. It's pretty good for business. It's bad for Americans. And as Malone says, by the way, Robert Malone, he was blotted out of social media. Can't have his voice. We don't want to put his voice on the Daily Mail or anything that the mainstream media produces because he's an outsider. He's exposed Pfizer. He, he was actually... Listen to the credentials of this guy. He was actually instrumental in developing this mRNA technology. And he now knows. He knows it's like a Frankenstein monster. So you would think, you would think Scarborough and company would be pounding down his door saying, hey, we got to get you on. You're a fresh voice. You're giving an alternative opinion here. But no, that's not what they want. It doesn't, it doesn't even phase them that this video, the, the Project Veritas Twitter video, it doesn't even phase them that it's up to 18, 19 million views in less than 24 hours. They are so driven by agenda and bias and narrative that they'll happily see their, their ratings flushed right down the toilet rather than give you the truth. This is from Tom Elliott comping, uh, commenting or tweeting on the, the Project Veritas story. It says, possibly the single most incriminating interview in the history of journalism 
Never has one man so quickly destroyed such a massive company. It's not just hatching viruses to later profit off them. It's his admission the U.S. FDA basically works for Pfizer. Kind of brings new meaning to brought to you by Pfizer, doesn't it? The FDA works for Pfizer. That's right. Pfizer has immunity. Think about that for a second. People taking this, this toxic drug, it's not even a vaccine. They don't have immunity. They get COVID again like Joe Scarborough did. He's out for three months. But Pfizer, they've got total immunity from any kind of lawsuits or, or payments going out to those that have been injured by the vaccines. Thanks to this, this cozy relationship between the U.S. government and Big Pharma, the FBA, F FDA, I should say, working for Pfizer. That's from Tom Elliott. Well, let's see. We've got six minutes. Let us take a short break, and we'll come back with one more small, smaller story before we conclude today's program. You're listening to Stephen Flurry. This is the Trumpet Daily, and we will be right back. The Trumpet Daily. Are we living in the last days? Some dismiss the notion as fanatical, but world leaders and news analysts are issuing warnings that are becoming more and more dire. Could Bible prophecies about the last days actually be accurate? Our brochure can help guide you through the relevant news and history and help you compare these events to what the Bible says. Are we living in the last days? This brochure is available for free right now at thetrumpet.com. The Trumpet Daily. 18.9 million views, so rapidly approaching 19 million views in 18, 19 hours for the Veritas video. This is from CNBC. I mentioned the other day that you've got smugglers now working to, to take eggs, of all things, across the southern border because they're so expensive. It says egg prices rose 60% in 2022. One farm group claims it's a collusive scheme by suppliers. Egg prices soared to historically high levels in 2022, and one group is alleging the trend is due to something more nefarious than simple economics. Across all egg type, well, it talks about the, the last year was a bad year for the bird flu. You've got Bidenflation factoring into this as well. And it, like I said earlier this week, it's not like it's limited, the skyrocketing inflation to eggs alone. I mean, it's right across the board at the supermarket. It's everywhere you go in this consumer economy of ours. Higher costs all the way around. And yet, listen to what Karine Jean-Pierre said earlier this week with respect to these past two years of the Biden administration, clip two. During the midterms, uh, we, we've heard from uh, congressional members, Republicans in particular, that their focus was going to be on lowering costs for the American people, dealing with inflation, which is something the president has been doing uh, for, the last, uh, for the last two years. The president, the fake one at that, has been lowering costs and dealing with inflation for the past two years. It's a, it, the, the truth is exactly the opposite of what she just said there. And it's the same with the House Minority Leader, Hakeem Jeffries. Listen to this statement from him, clip 10. 
Here's the Biden track record on the economy. Economic growth is up. Inflation is down. Wages are up. Gas prices are down. It's just opposite of everything he said there. Gas prices are up. Look at where it started when Biden came in there. Inflation is up, not down. And yet they just get out there and they tell you it, it truly is Orwellian. Just lie about it. How many times? To some, I must surely sound like a broken record on the subject of truth and lies. But you do, like I covered the other day, I think it was Tuesday's show. You, you put all of the scriptures together, and God has so much to say about the spirit of this age and, and, and the, the upside-down world calling good evil. Isaiah 5, Revelation 12, as I said the other day, the whole world is deceived. Satan is the author of all this accusation and, and gossip and murmuring. And Proverbs 6 talks about all these lies or these 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 lying sins that God just absolutely hates because they're so destructive. It's talked about in Isaiah 5 as well. It's one of the, the big Ten Commandments. Also, maybe that would be a good place to leave off today. That would be a really inspiring study. The Ten Commandments booklet, we've produced that or we've had it in production or on the, the, uh, the, uh, the library here for years now. And it's a, it's a worthwhile study, for sure, to just delve into the law of God, like Jeremiah did there in Psalm 119, and to make it your meditation all through the day. I've, I've talked this week about how our study of God's Word is like a place of refuge. We certainly do need it in this world that really and truly has gone mad in every respect. The 800 number, if you'd like to order the Ten Commandments booklet, that's one 930 3024 The email address, if you want to submit some feedback, td at thetrumpet.com. We thank you for joining. I should say, you're listening to Stephen Flurry, and this is The Trumpet Daily. Thank you for joining us on today's show, and we'll see you again tomorrow. 